0: It's the G.D. Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Green, gardening, and environment radio flavored with a dash of humor. Welcome to intelligent, irreverent talk about plants and the planet they grow on. And here they are, Peggy Malecki and Mike Novak.
1: Good planets hard to find. Welcome to the GD Mike Novak show with Peggy Malecki. And here they are, Joey and Holly Baird, the Wisconsin vegetable gardener, right here in studio. And you guys actually came down from Milwaukee to be here with us. It's such uh, an honor because uh, I remember before, you were probably listening last weekend because you told us in the past, nah, we we don't travel. We, do, we don't go to other stations <laughs> that's, and stuff. So. That's Joey. That's Joey. Mm-hmm. You would do it anytime. Yeah, anytime. Right, right Holly?
0: I, w- I would take off of work to do
1: it. Uh, uh, good. <laughs> all right, we're going to have you do it on a Tuesday, all right? Okay. That's Holly Baird. Uh, the guy on the other side who hasn't said anything yet is Joey Baird. You can say hello. Hello, Mike. Okay. <laughs> and I'm, I'm so glad she dragged you down mm-hmm. here. And we're going to talk vegetables today. We will get to that in a second. So just hang tight. Want to get more active to help
2: the environment, fight climate change? Advocate for wildlife, reduce waste, and change policy? Postcard campaigns are a great way to help, and PowerPost
1: makes it super easy. PowerPost is the first eco-advocacy subscription box, giving busy environmentalists like you a simple way to make your voice heard. Every month, you'll receive postcards, stamps, writing materials, addresses, and information about a specific environmental issue, including research, talking points, links, and other ways to help. All you need to do is grab friends, family, or your favorite cup of coffee or tea and help amplify the voice for our environment.
2: But wait, it gets better. In each box, PowerPost includes a few green goodies to introduce healthy products for better green living. No luxe beauty supplies, no trendy jewelry, just everyday items that you can easily incorporate into your life to reduce waste
1: and pollution. Plus, surprises are fun. Amplify your activism. Sign up today at powerpostbox.com dot com and use the coupon code Green Divas for ten percent off of your first order. Power Post. Words have power. Let's get into to growing stuff with uh, Holly and Joey Baird. So. Let's tell folks about the Wisconsin Vegetable Gardener. They can go to the Wisconsin Vegetable Gardener and it is singular uh, .com, um, and find out about you. You guys, the difference between our radio shows, because you have a radio show in Milwaukee and other places and I'll let you tell folks about it, but you're you're a seasonal show. You go from basically March to October. Right.
3: right. Be- because because there's nobody that we when you're talking vegetables, there's nobody that's wanting to Talk vegetables the week before Christmas or New
1: Year's Day. Well, what about what about those uh, those vegetables stored in the root cellar? I guess that you can only do that so many times, right?
3: Yeah, there's only so many topics you can cover there at a certain point. But yeah, we do it seasonal, 35 weeks a year, March uh-huh. through October, uh, on WNOV eight sixty AM in Milwaukee and 106.5. And then this year we picked up WWDB eight sixty AM out of Philadelphia. <laughs> And W-A-A-M-1600 out of Ann Arbor, Michigan.
1: Now, see, I I should be the Wham Radio, right? Yeah. And we talked about that because I, I went to school at Ann Arbor and occasionally used to listen to Wham Radio back in the day. So...
0: We picked up Wham really late, but we're excited to uh, to be on it.
1: I'm great. I think that's fantastic. And And of course,
0: you can listen online too.
1: And you and you do gazillions of videos, how to videos. That's the difference between you and and me. Is that uh, you do the how to videos? My feeling is, ah, I'll let people like you do the how to videos. (laughs) uh, Yeah, there's
3: about thirteen hundred on the website. As well as the in studio
1: videos of the radio show, thirteen. You've done thirteen hundred yeah. videos. Yep. Oh wow. my goodness! Aren't you Aren't you tired now?
0: Well, that was over what seven years? Seven eight years. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. And then with with the radio show, you get the full full in studio video, and then you get each segment individually. So that's five videos a week that uh-huh. you're getting there. So it it adds up quite quickly when you do thirty five shows times five uh, each year.
1: <laughs> so. Uh, what what are you doing now? When's your first show uh, of the new season? This Saturday. Oh, it is this Saturday, yep. March second. Yep. Well, yep. No wonder he, they're on the show today. <laughs> I had no idea. Your PR people are really good. Oh, wait, you are. <laughs> yeah, you we, are the PR uh, people. We, we are everything. <laughs> I know you are. You know, and that's part of the deal when you're a small radio show. Show often you do it all yourself. You're doing all, and you guys are really good at social media, which uh, is good
3: because we have complete control over everything. We don't have somebody an ad agency. Buying ads with a company that we don't we don't believe in, don't use their products, and don't believe that that our listeners should just to get their money either. Uh, we're we're all self funded, uh, which is a twenty four seven job, but mm-hmm. it's worth it because we have that control.
1: So Holly, I have to ask: uh, Does that mean that Joey's a control freak?
0: Um, he's not. <laughs> he's not a control freak, but he is. Uh, he's he keeps everything in line. He does a really good job with that. Um, that's basically his full time job. So. And then I work full-time, and then I come home, and I help him pick up whatever's left, and, and that's how it goes. <laughs> uh, but he, he I'll come home, and he'll be like, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this. It should take this amount of time. And, it's
1: great to have somebody yeah. who can just spend all the time working on the radio stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then uh, have somebody who... Is going to make sure there's money in the bank
0: too,
1: right? right. Yep, yep, <laughs> that's good too. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm telling you, that's the radio model. Is make sure you got a day job someplace. <laughs> at, uh, that's that's the radio model in the 21st century. So you you wrote to me and and you you talked about a, a number of things that are are going on right now and that we could talk about, like seed starting indoors. Now we did that uh, several weeks ago with um, Lisa Hilkenberg from the Chicago Botanic Garden and. Uh, I know I've seen your garden or at least one of your gardens because mm-hmm. I know you got a couple. Um, you don't grow 50,000 vegetables the way that that she does. No, <laughs> but <laughs> you grow a lot and uh, and you try a lot of different things, don't you? You're, so I imagine you're experimenting all the time. So what's new for 2019 that you're going to be experimenting with? I don't
0: know if anything uh, spin- new Oh, the, the spin- Malabar spinach, that's what's new. So yes, I want to grow
1: Malabar spinach, yeah, so you got to tell me about this.
0: It's supposed to be just a, a prolific plant. It's supposed to be super delicious and nutrient-packed. What else do you know oh, about, it? It's more heat-tolerant. Oh, yeah, it's more heat-tolerant. That's the yeah, other
3: thing. Rather than the
1: regular spinach, it's, it's more it's much heat more tolerant. vertical. Vertical. Yeah. You can it. It's a, it's yeah. a vine, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I know about Malabar from our friends at Happy Leaf LED mm-hmm. Grow Lights. And I went over to their place and they they were growing it indoors and they had like a five foot tall plant that they had done completely from their grow lights Mm -hmm. indoors. It was in soil. So it wasn't hydroponic. It was in soil. But they had used the happy leaf LED to grow it. And what a beautiful plant. And they harvested some leaves here. Try this. I'm like, that's spinach. All right. It sure tastes like it. Mm
3: -hmm. And you talk about the happy leaf. We've used grow lights. There's nothing that compares to what the Happy Leaf can do, uh, the the light spectrum, the the uh, footprint that it provides, and over with a tube light you lose intensity over time. Every year or two years you have to replace the tubes. Happy Leaf you don't lose that intensity. Fifty thousand hours that's five and five point one years of continuous use. If you was to do that, you don't lose the intensity, and it's we've been using it for five years now. And if we if something would have went wrong or we would have found it to be gimmicky. Uh, We would have found it in five years, and there's Mm -hmm. nothing about Happy Leaf that's gimmicky. Victor is the owner. He's the inventor. He understands the science behind the light spectrum. It's really, really a unique grow light.
1: Uh, Randall, flag that tape, please. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's,
0: we need that testimonial. <laughs> that that testimonial.
1: I think you just recorded a commercial for Happy Leaf Grow Lights, and uh, we're going to let uh, well, v- Victor and Polly know about And
0: that. that goes back to what Joe was just saying. We have the control so we can pick up sponsors like Happy Leaf, where they have an amazing product and they're a great smaller company, as opposed to maybe some other larger company that, that is we not don't, so great.
3: Yeah, not so great that we don't believe in, but we know they have the money. That's mm-hmm. not how we operate our, our business. We have to use it, and it has to work in order for us to have faith in the product in order to tell people about it.
1: Well, and I know about that because I have seen you go online and say, you know, we tried this. This doesn't work, so we're moving on here. You're you're pretty brutal about it. You're on, Let me say honest. You're very honest about it because you have a lot of people who who rely on you who trust mm-hmm. you and and that's you can't buy trust you no. really have and to and you cannot rebuild a rep- we, reputation yeah, either.
0: We, we built our audience and our following very organically and we want to keep that integrity with them so when we mess up we let people know we admit that this is what happened and and this is why and we apologize and we're you know we're learning from our mistake
1: uh, sure. Yeah, and uh, and and uh, that's that's great. And you say you build your audience organically, but you also use organic techniques yes. in the in the garden. So there's a play on words <laughs> there. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Malabar is new, going to be new this year. Where are you going to grow that in the garden? You're gonna you're gonna put it uh, near a trellis or near a fence or what? What do you? How we're do you gonna
3: think I... we're gonna trellis it. We're gonna get it uh, started from we're gonna start it from seed outside. I don't think we're gonna start it indoors and transplant it out. Uh, we'll just direct sow it. And we'll put it is, it, it.
1: is it one of those plants that likes to be direct sown? Do you know? I, well,
3: it, we haven't done a whole lot of studies on it. If it's like any traditional spinach, we just would much rather direct sow it, yeah. and it'd it's... be quicker and less space inside. Um, with starting seeds, you can start almost you can start a lot of seeds indoors. But the problem is, for example, if you take a cucumber started indoors two weeks before your you plant it outside, and you take that seedling, plant it outside with the seed direct sow it, four weeks are going to be the same size so you're wasting time inside starting it <laughs> taking up space and energy and watering yeah. you just direct sow it
1: yeah well and and that's one of the things we talked about with lisa when she was on the show is that it's an interesting thing that some some plants want to be sown directly outside some plants do not you don't like a, like a tomato or a pepper you really need to get those started
0: not necessarily. Holly grew. Holly, tell really? it? Yeah. So yeah, I grew, oh, okay. I grew up um, in on a very small plot in Milwaukee, and we just every Memorial Day we sowed our seeds, whether it was tomatoes or peppers or zucchini, mm-hmm. just right in the ground. Really? Yep. Wow. And then by we always had tomatoes by August, so um, it, it worked out fine for us.
1: Well, I want my tomatoes by June 4th, all right? No, that's... Well, see, now, there you go. I just, it's, it's not good. recommended, but no. it does work. R- right. How,
0: yeah, I mean, we. I, I didn't know seed starts were a thing until I met Joey. I was like, what? Uh, what are you doing? Really? Yeah. Yep.
3: Oh, that's so interesting. Yep. And please don't start carrots inside. No. <laughs> we see so many pictures of people who have started or tries to start start carrots inside. Don't do it. Don't do it. It doesn't work. Any root vegetable excluding leeks, onions, and beets, don't start them inside.
1: Right. I was going to say beets because yeah. I've bought beets mm-hmm. in little packs and put those outdoors. But you're right. It's carrots. Well, the thing about carrots, okay, maybe you can give some some advice on carrots because carrots have tiny seeds and then they produce tiny plants. And the thing about carrots is you have to keep them hydrated mm-hmm. until they germinate. And sometimes you lose them because you're not paying attention and they don't get hydrated and then they don't germinate and then you don't have carrots. Uh, Or they're uneven, or you don't, you know. So, what is your trick for that?
3: So, we we put them in a raised bed, good Mm -hmm. compost. We sow the seed, and then we water it in good, and then we put a piece of cardboard over top of that raised bed, hold it down with rocks, and allow the seeds to germinate. Usually takes 14, 21 days. Raise the cardboard up. If you see the seeds all germinated, go ahead and remove the cardboard. You increase your likelihood your germination by 80 percent because that cardboard is holding the moisture next to the seed and that's what the problem is if you don't have any type of barrier the soil dries out the seed dries out and you have about 20 percent germination rate on your uh, carrots if you're doing it in a row if you got really loose loomy soil you can put a two by four two by eight over it if you forget to remove it and it's like 30 days later go ahead and remove it it's okay the seeds are still thinking it's underground trying to push up and you'll remove the Board or cardboard, and you'll be perfectly fine. So you
1: don't get that situation. And, and by the way, I've heard this uh, with newspapers, some people. And do you wet the cardboard, or do you, no, you we, don't even we, bother we, with we, that? Water,
0: water the, the, the soil. The
1: soil, so mm-hmm. then, then the cardboard holds the moisture in. But you, uh, you don't worry about the fact that you're going to pull the cardboard off, and you have all these yellow leaf tops on there, because they'll, they'll recover very quickly, yeah, right?
3: Yeah, they, they, th- they think they're under, still under soil. They'll recover in a couple of days, and you'll be perfectly fine.
1: Well, there you go. There's your tip of the week, folks, uh, from uh, Joey Baird, uh, the Wisconsin vegetable gardener. Is there another plant? What what other plant would you not sow? You mentioned a couple that you wouldn't sow indoors. Beans,
3: corn, just direct sow those. You see a lot of people. Well, yeah, because
1: wonder- well, the beans are the, the 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 seeds are so large, right? The, and and they germinate. Yes, mm-hmm, you just mm-hmm. it's like Jack and the Beanstalk. You right. just want to throw that in your yard.
3: Radishes, people try to do radishes. They, they take thirty days. Don't direct. Don't sow them indoors. Just put <laughs> no. them outside. By the time you plant them outdoors,
1: they're practically ready to go.
3: And it's a root crop, and you're going to damage the roots of it by transplanting it. So don't even try. Uh, 30 days, 18 to 30 days, you're going to have radishes. So don't worry about that.
1: Yeah. But you can can if you want beets, but you might as well sow those outside, too.
3: But you have to thin them in order to get beets. If you don't thin them, they're cluster seeds. So if you don't thin them, you're going to have very small roots and then you're just going to have leaf green so a cluster which conti- is not
1: bad either no a cluster,
3: a cluster contains three to five seeds you want to wean them out use snips don't pull them because you're going to pull the whole plant out down to one per every six to eight inches and you're good to
1: go yeah but you're, if you if you're like me you just hate killing any plant <laughs> yeah. at all it's like yeah. I, I, so you had a problem with that too peggy huh oh yeah <laughs> it's the, Got us. Snip the weak and keep the strong, only but the strong. But
2: it might be okay.
1: Uh, yeah. We'll talk about
3: onions when we come back. There's information that people need to know about those, too.
1: This guy's running the radio show now, so <laughs> when do we come that's back. That's going to happen. Uh, yeah, we'll just go to breakfast. We're going to put him right here. All right, that's Joey Baird with Holly Baird, the Wisconsin vegetable gardener. We have more about early season vegetables coming right up. This GD podcast is brought to you by the Envy Heater. The Envy Heater is a super efficient wall-mounted electric panel heater that looks great in any setting and heats up a room in just minutes.
2: Costing only four cents per hour to run, the Envy Heater is a great product for people looking to
1: reduce their carbon footprint and save money. Safety is a priority. They're great for homes with small children and pets because of their cool-to-the-touch design. It's easy to install Envy, and you can do it yourself in just a few minutes. Have more heat when and where you want it and spend less money with the Envy Heater. That's spelled E-N-V-I-H-E-A-T-E-R. Find out more about the
2: Envy Heater at eheat.com. I got beans, creams, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, beans, creams, so tomatoes, crazy. chicken, turtles, Man. Right, it's so crazy, potatoes, tomatoes, it's so crazy, off, off, off. you know Freeze, I had a day tomatoes. mix. Chicken, turkey, chicken, chicken, yeah. you name it, you name it,
1: you name it, come on, you name it. All right, welcome back to the Mike Novak Show with Peggy Malecki. Had to play that <laughs> since we're talking uh, about vegetable growing. That's the uh, you name it challenge based on uh, Shirley Caesar's uh, preaching. Back to vegetable gardening with uh, the Wisconsin Vegetable Gardener, uh, Joey and Holly Bear. Do you worry about having to change the name, put add an S on there because there's two of you? No, no, no we're <laughs> not changing changing the name. No. We're not changing it now. Okay, no. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the marketing yeah. and the branding. You know how that is. Well, we have two questions on Facebook. So oh, far. let's go for it.
2: So one goes back to what we were just talking about with carrots and putting some cardboard down on the soil. And this is from Wendy. She wants to know if the cardboard is actually making contact with the soil.
3: Yeah, we're putting the cardboard directly on the soil, using some rocks or stones to perma- to, to hold it down. And then once the seeds germinate, then we want to remove that rocks and then take the cardboard completely off. But the cardboard is sitting on the soil level. If you
0: don't want to use cardboard, you can use some old, like, wood that's fine, like a... Four two, by two by two
3: four, four yeah. two by four, mm-hmm.
0: along the rows. That's fine too. Wow.
3: Untreated. Un, mm-hmm. un, well, treat now we would recommend untreated, but the treated now doesn't have the arsenic that it did twenty years ago. It's got a copper uh, mm. pressure treated, but uh, still, we would put, prefer red cedar, western red cedar, or untreated lumber uh, best for soil contact.
1: Yeah. Uh, got another question? You got two? Uh, there's another
2: question from Emily, who's asking about what she said. What to do with dewy mildew, which I'm presuming is pottery mildew.
0: Sure. For pottery mildew, one thing you want to do is definitely make sure your plants are planted space far enough apart so that that helps prevent it initially. But then uh, also. And, that, and,
1: that, and that's the key, it's like stop it before it happens. Mm-hmm. And so if yeah. you've got the air circulation, because once you have it, it's going to spread eventually. Uh, and there are sprays you can use, a- antifungal things, but if you. Don't want to go down that route. Just stop it from happening. And in some seasons, there's not much you can do anyway. No,
0: some seasons if if you have a really high humid summer, just that's just what's going to happen. Yeah. but you can use we've used things like diluted milk, uh, mouthwash, even baking soda to spray it to help slow it down. It doesn't stop it completely, but it will help slow it down. It, it
3: breaks up that mildew and allows the plant to photosynthesize. And if you only have a small amount, you can remove up to 25% of the foliage on the plant. Here's the key. When you remove it, be sure you're careful of taking yes. it through the garden because the spores will fall on other plants. They will attach to your hands or your gloves. And then when you touch something, mm. you're going to introduce it into that portion of the area if you're working on to the plant that's next to it that doesn't have it. So you want to be careful of that as well, and throw throw it away. Just don't compost. People say you can compost right. it; throw it away.
1: No, right. Get it out, and I and I've done that in my yard, and and you know, and you and and I'm holding it like mm-hmm. this, and just <laughs> moving, going. Oh, okay, let's just drop that in the gar. Open the garbage because I don't want to cause any any of the spores to fall <laughs> yep. off onto anything. And so you just get it out of there uh, as as quickly as you can. Now uh, let's go back to that of those treatments. Now, not necessarily. Uh, Illinois Extension approved, but what were the some of the products you They're, they're, used? Joe, sure. Joe, yeah. Joe they're actually Joe
0: Lampel's um,
1: Oh, Joe, well, Joe Lampel says so, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's how it works, right? <laughs> so we've used milk, uh, mouthwash, I think vinegar was one, and then also baking soda. So there's usually like a component, some sort of component of acid. Otherwise, I don't know why the milk works, but it, it worked for us, so... Who knows?
1: Not just milk. But no, you, you as part dilute of a, it, yeah. So yeah. I think it so, was like
0: so one part milk, two parts water, uh-huh. and then what you do is you mix it up, and then you spray it both sides of the leaves. If and you, then if you
1: put helps. the vinegar in with the milk, it's going to curdle. I know that. Yeah, so I know this that would all be like spray. separate. <laughs> yeah, this would all be like
0: separate separate things. That's how you make like really uh, easy buttermilk is by adding vinegar to milk. If you have a recipe that requires buttermilk, you don't have buttermilk that's like what you would do. But anyway... So you just do this separate. So you wouldn't mix, like, bake, baking soda, milk, and mouthwash. These are just different things that you would do separately, diluted. So you, if you don't have one thing on hand, you could try the other thing.
1: All right. You teased the onions, mm-hmm. uh, Joey. Uh, and, 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 and I think this is really great advice because, as you point out, there's different kinds of onions. I think a lot of folks are unaware of that. And especially if you're new to gardening, you want to know this. So what's the skinny on that?
0: Sure, so onions... Oh, so you got to point it.
1: Oh, He just points at Holly. Take care of it.
0: Okay, so onions. Not a lot of people know this, and this is becoming more too light now. A lot of the people who sell the onion seeds are putting this on the packaging or on the website or the catalog.
3: And, and it used to not be. When we talk about this, it used to be you had to know what variety fell in this categories of your region, but now it's actually labeled.
0: Right, so... There's short day, midday, and long day. So where we are in Chicago, if you're basically in the United States, kind of above like the middle of the United States, so like Springfield or north in Illinois, you would want to grow what's called long day because during the summer, during the peak of the summer, we have the most amount of sunlight. Okay. If you're in the middle part of the United States, then you grow midday or neutral day. And then if you're in the south, it's... Short day.
3: They're daylight sensitive. If you do try to grow a long day in the short day area, or a short day in the long day, you'll get greens, but very little to no bulb development. So,
0: if you hmm. are having issues growing onions, it could be because you're not growing the correct kind for where you are. No. Nope. So some some long some long day are ruby red. What's that yellow one? Spanish Spanish, Spanish, you, Spanish you, yellow. Yeah, yeah. And then, what's the white one? White Spanish. What, is it white? I, white Spanish or so. white globe or something? Yes. But, like, if you go to a lot of these websites now, it'll say long day, short day, or neutral day, or midday.
1: Well, that's good that mm-hmm. they're, you know, <laughs> it helps to know what you're planting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's And uh, we think we're going to be, here's an example, but it's not it's not food. Uh, we're going to be talking to somebody in the not-too-distant future about hydrangeas and hydrangea care. She's, um, which Botanic Garden, uh, New York uh, shes I know she's out east. Anyway, she's just written a book about it, and she's in Seattle right now at their show. And the thing about hydrangeas is I get questions all the time about hydrangeas, and I say, well, what kind of hydrangea do you have? And people say, well, I don't know. I say, well, I can't help you. I mean, I can probably help you figure out what kind of hydrangea you have, but you have to start knowing what you have, and then you can work from there.
3: Well, years ago, and this was five, six years ago, we went to a big box store, remain nameless, a lot of orange in the sign. And, and, I have and they, no idea who you're talking about. And they had <laughs> onions there, but they didn't have them labeled short, long, or neutral. You had to know the variety. So we looked it up, and they had all three there. This was in the Milwaukee area. So we reached out to them on Twitter, and they said, essentially...
0: They said that it's up to the consumer to decide what kind of onion they they, they want to buy. So basically, like they'll gladly take your money, and that's your consumer decision, Um, but they're not going to educate you. But now it seems that they are selling them. They they figured it
1: out. Well, because for for a long time, the big rap, on those kinds of stores, and still, to some degree, is that you don't get the expertise there, right? Right. Which is why I tell people go to uh, an independent garden center. This
3: is Bill from Paint. He'll help you with your tomato selection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he mm-hmm.
1: was in the uh, the kitchenwares uh, uh-huh. uh, twenty minutes ago, and uh, yeah, he'll Bill pump. doesn't care he what just, tomatoes you buy, and he just, and he
3: just <laughs> sold a the lawnmower more yesterday.
0: So,
1: and I, you know, I hate, I hate the not. And here's the other thing I will say about that. And I found this to be true: people go to these stores, the big stores. And I am not a fan of buying your plants at the big stores. Uh, even if you think they're cheaper, they're not. They're they're usually so, you're going to save a nickel. And you're not going to get the same quality. So are you really saving money when you go to the big box store and buy those plants? I don't think so. It might be more convenient for you than going to the independent garden center. But if you want the garden centers to go Uh, the way of the Independent Bookstore. Thank you very much, Jeff Bezos. Um, uh, You know, you, you should go to those garden centers. And these
3: garden centers, they have somebody on staff that can answer your question mm-hmm. or know somebody who can answer it. They just don't give you an answer and go, oh, we, we don't know. Thanks for
1: shopping. And mm-hmm. I know my friend Dan Costa might be listening this morning and he's, and he's nodding his nodding. head vigorously <laughs> right now because he works at uh, Vern Goer's Greenhouse in Hinsdale and he gets Know that. your source. Yeah. Know your source. Yeah.
2: And they can also help you diagnose what went wrong. hmm
1: and, uh, and 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 I and I had uh, this ready to go for when you were, were talking about uh, the <laughs> you were ripping the big orange. Shut up, Wesley. All right. But... <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and Lorraine, by the way, is uh, New York Botanic Garden. She's out in Connecticut.
1: See, I thought so. All right. New York Botanic Garden. And we're going to get her on the show and we're going to be talking hydrangeas. Uh, I think in a few weeks she's got uh, a book out. All right what did not work last year you actually put this on the thing we'll talk about what didn't work so i want to know what did not work for you guys last year time management <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's no he's uh, he's exactly right we t h y
1: m e management yeah, no.
0: no i don't even know why why i don't even know why it didn't work for us i think we were just we were doing a lot of stuff yeah
3: we're focused on the radio show focused on trying to trying to establish that to a point where it could almost be on autopilot to a certain degree mm-hmm. and then the garden did, took a We second.
0: did a bajillion talks last year. Yeah. You? Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But
3: that's good, though.
0: Right. No, that is good. I think. But, but then... your
3: teacher should also have a pretty nice example of what he or she is instructing you to do as well.
1: Well, there you go. Holly and Joey Baird, the Wisconsin Vegetable Gardener and the Wisconsin Vegetable Gardener radio show. You can go to thewisconsinvegetablegardener.com for videos, audio, tips. All kinds of great stuff to grow your veggies anywhere in the country. They're really, really good at it. And uh, we, we have them on the show because we are green.
2: Yes, we are.
1: You I, are green. I are Devo. I am our Devo. Something. Something, yeah. Something Until, like that. Yeah. Until next time, go green or. Go home. Get out of here. Yeah, go, <laughs> go green or get the heck out of here.
3: Uh, Stadler? Yeah, uh, what? Is that it? Yes, it's over. How'd you like it? I don't know. I slept through the whole thing. Well, you didn't miss much.